Yeah, I was raised in a Christian household. My dad was a pastor and my parents had told us, they said, all right, guys, we're all going to move and we're going to go be missionaries. I was like, yeah, you guys can go do that, but I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do my own thing. It, it turned out to be a, a, a time of bitterness for me. We had started the process to become missionaries. And so it took us two years to raise our funds. And during those two years, I mean, I was I was terrible. I was mean. I had stored up a lot of anger and bitterness towards my parents, towards my family, people at my school, towards God. Like I wanted nothing to do with any of it because I didn't want to move. Every time we would go to a church and ask for money, if we'd be fundraising, I always say that I would growl at the, at the old people in the churches so they wouldn't give us money, you know? Like, I didn't want to go. Like, I was doing everything in my power to stop us from going because I didn't want to. My parents sent me to youth camp. At that camp, God met me in a special way, and, and he reminded me that not only did he love my parents, but that he loved me. And not only was he calling my parents, but that he was calling me as well, that he had a plan for me on the mission field. So I'm Barry Van Steenberg III. I'm soon to be the new youth pastor at Shady Grove Wesleyan Church. Hello and welcome to Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins. This is the day the Lord has made, and this is episode number 66 of Shady Grove Radio. A very special guest as our youth pastor begins to take the helm of the youth leadership at Shady Grove, and we were able to get him on the phone to talk to Barry Van Steenberg III also known as BV3, as I have so named him, BV3, calling from downtown Colfax. Hey, hey. Hey, Barry, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well. Let me ask you a question here. What do you think about coming to Shady Grove to be our youth pastor? What I am, I'm super excited. I've been able to go up there and and see the campus, see the facilities. And while I was there, there was just this a presence and a feeling of excitement and joy. And and I've I've been uh, visualizing just what this next step of my life will look like. And I'm that's probably the the the, the, wor- the big word that comes to mind whenever I'm, I'm thinking about you guys and thinking about what what everything's going to look like, how how it's all going to pan out. Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to be able to to go up there and and to to follow the Lord in this next step. It, it, it truly was a step of obedience. And so um, I know that even when things are hard, if I'm obeying the Lord, that, that it'll all work out. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah. put it in one word, I'm excited. I am the eldest son of four boys. So the, in my direct family, there's six of us. And we are currently living in central South Carolina. All of us are, are in the area. My youngest brother is in high school still. He's a senior in high school. And then my other two brothers are both college age. Central South Carolina is a fairly new home for, for the family. I've, I've called it home for the last four and a half years because I went to Southern Wesleyan University. I, I was there for the last little bit. Before that, we had never stepped foot in Central South Carolina as a family. We were actually a missionary family before that. I lived in three different countries. So I, I, I was born in Jackson, Mississippi. I guess I'll start there. Um, but I didn't. I only lived there for a little bit. I think I was three or four when we moved, and we moved to Radford, Virginia, which is right outside of Virginia Tech area. If that means anything to anybody, we lived there for about ten to twelve years, somewhere in there. As my dad was the lead pastor of a local church, and then right as I was entering into high school, we moved to the mission field, and we moved to Costa Rica to begin with. So I lived in Costa Rica for a year. 
trying to learn Spanish before we actually stepped into the, the bulk of our mission. And then after that year in Costa Rica, we moved to Nicaragua for about two years. The plan was to stay there, to stay in Nicaragua. But the government turned into a dictatorship and just started massacring people. And so it was no longer safe to stay. And we ended up moving to Panama. Right now we're in South Carolina, but that is, uh, as I said earlier, a fairly new home for us. I loved Nicaragua. I, I would probably say that was my favorite place. And it was by far, I think, the most beautiful of the three. People there are such great people. And for fun, so I was very heavily invested in all things sports, all things sports. And so even, even there, I was involved in as much sporting, sporting activity as I could. Uh, when I, I would always go to the parks and play basketball or um, I played several sports with my school. I was on the basketball team and the soccer team. And strangely enough, my school actually had an ultimate Frisbee team. And so I played that there as well. That was one of my coach. That was his, he was a missionary. And that was how he got into the communities was by teaching ultimate Frisbee. And so he brought that to the school as well. I, I did all that for my school and then just was all was, was doing my best to be engaged with the community through sports as well. All things sports, playing, watching, talking about, that was me. Did you and your brothers, did y'all play any backyard football? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't have much of a yard. We, we definitely, whenever we got the chance, we would. Yeah, we had... We did a lot of basketball in my family. So basketball is probably the biggest, the biggest one. We were all the time playing against each other doing that. But we, yeah, we threw the football, threw the Frisbee. So I graduated this last May um, and I've been working as a youth resident at a local church since then. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was raised in um, a Christian household. My dad was a pastor. Um, and so I, I, I would say that I first accepted Christ when I was, I think five or six. Uh, so I was a little kid and um, I was doing that. I was enjoying it. And I was, I was, I was serving the Lord as best as a five, six year old can, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and doing all of that. But um, fast forward uh, seven years, give or take. And my parents had told us, they said, all right, guys, we're all going to move and we're going to go be missionaries. I was like, yeah, you guys can go do that, but I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do my own thing. Of course, I was I was in middle school at that time, so I knew everything, right? It, it turned out to be a, a, a time of bitterness for me. So what I didn't mention earlier is we had started the process to become missionaries two years before we actually got to leave. And because we went with the Global Partners, which is the Wesleyan Sending Agency, at the time they were requiring that we have most, if not all of our funds already um, made before we could leave. And so it took us two years to raise our funds. And during those two years, I mean, I was, I was terrible. I was mean. I had stored up a lot of anger and bitterness towards my parents, towards my family, people at my school, towards God. Like I wanted nothing to do with any of it because I didn't want to move, let alone move internationally. I was done with all of it. You know, I just said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather do my own thing. I was set on that to the point where every time we would go to a church and ask for money, if we'd be fundraising, I would, I, I joke about it, but it's, there's some truth to it. I, would, I, I always say that I would growl at the, at the old people in the churches so they wouldn't give us money, you know? Like, I didn't want to go. Like, I was doing everything in my power to stop us from going because I didn't want to. So now we're two years into it. We've raised about 60% of the funds that we need, so we still can't go. My parents send me to youth camp. 
I think they just wanted a week away from me because I was a terrible kid at that point. Like I was, I was so bad. I think they just wanted a week of peace, but uh, they sent me to youth camp at that camp. God met me in a special way. And, and he reminded me that not only did he love my parents, but that he loved me. And not only was he calling my parents, but that he was calling me as well, that he had a plan for me on the mission field. And so in that moment, I, I just, I accepted that calling and I, and I repented and, and I changed my ways to the point where I came back from youth camp and I was on fire for the Lord. Like I was ready. I was good to go. And and now at these churches where I used to growl at the old people, now I was getting on stage with my parents and sharing my story. And it was a total 180. And, to, and what was crazy is God met that and he blessed that. And over the next 40 something days, we raised the next 40%. God wasn't going to force me to go. He wasn't going to force me to to follow him. But as soon as I was ready, as soon as we were ready as a family, he was like, all right, let's go. And he blessed that. And so that that moment, those those, those years were very crucial and informative to my um, relationship with the Lord. And and then so now we're on the mission field and I've been serving him. I've been on fire for him. And we're hosting a, uh, a short transmissions trip. And um, it's the end of the week. And the leader of that trip wanted to pray over me and my family as the missionary family. During that prayer, um, I felt like the Lord was was uh, speaking to me again. I, I I truly believe that the Lord had, in that moment was calling me into a life of ministry. And that was something that I, I had felt for most of my life, but I had kind of put it aside as, oh, that's just expectations that are being put on me. God wouldn't ask me to do that. Like I've already done my time, you know, like all that stuff. And But this moment was a realization that no, God has actually called me to this this isn't somebody else's expectation. This isn't anything like that. This is the Lord's calling. And so in that moment, I accepted that call. And ever since then, I've been I've been pursuing that and living into that. And yeah, it's been great. Going to SWU was, was uh, Southern Wesleyan was very good for me in, in, as far as being formed uh, formationally. And there was one class in particular that I really liked, which I didn't think I was going to like when I took it because I was just taking it as an elective to fill credits. But it was um, planning and leading worship. And it's interesting because I can't play a single instrument. I can't sing. Like As far as musical worship goes, I just like that's not my gifting. But the way the class was led, it was. Yes, it was about musical worship, but it was about so much more. Um, and so it was teaching what does it look like to be a worship leader? And what if worship is more than just playing an instrument? And so that class was was really awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had um, just about every other week uh, a professional zoom in. So I mean, there was uh, worship pastors from all over the country, from all over um, these huge churches in the world, just zooming in and talking to us about their experiences. That was really cool. Um, and then other than that, I loved my theology class. Like learning about theology was super fun for me, and uh, I, I I learned a lot. Let's just say that. So. In college, I'd say those two classes specifically out of my ministry classes were my favorite. Now, you have, um, you're single, right? So I am currently dating somebody. So okay. not, you know, not married, but, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say single either. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us more. Oh, man. No, well, let me first say that she is amazing. Her name is Taylor Fancy. Um, we met at Southern Wesleyan University, and what's funny is um, we didn't really start talking or anything like that until about a month and a half before I graduated. 
so, I mean, it was just such poor timing, right? You know, I didn't even really know who she was, didn't know she existed until right before I'm about to leave. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what, she is so good. She probably has the best heart that I've seen in, in anybody. And so um, she is also a pastor's kid, and her family lives in Maine. So they're all the way up there in the north. I think they're they might be in negative temperatures right now. I don't even know, but um, but yeah. So I'm I'm dating a girl. Her name's Taylor Fancy, and uh, yeah, she's from Maine. So you haven't lived in North Carolina at all, is that right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Well, let me just uh, pull up some trivia questions here. We'll just see <laughs> see how prepared you are to come across the state line. All right, let's let's do it. And considering you're a basketball uh, fan, uh, I just wonder if you could name a basketball player from North Carolina. From North Carolina, like UNC, like yeah. Well, didn't didn't uh, Michael Jordan go there? Well, I think he did. Yes, yes, he did. If you name a basketball oh, player from North Carolina, you're supposed to say Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's what, the only one that matters, right? That's right. So, <laughs> so between, I mean, would you? Let me just say, uh, Duke or North Carolina? Which, oh man, which that's you? a dangerous question. You're trying to set me up here. I'm just trying to get to the truth. Oh man. So I. I, I would say that I'm a UVA fan, University of Virginia fan. That's a good choice. And I believe I believe that Duke has bested us more times than North Carolina. Hmm. So I'd, I'd probably root for North Carolina. Let me ask you this. You, you watch the NCAA, the, the NCAA men's tournament, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Do you know who won the tournament in 2017? No. 2017, that wasn't Villanova? No, that would be North Carolina. Villanova came in second. Gosh, that would be North- yeah, okay. How about 2009? You remember that one? <laughs> no. No, no. I, would, take I, a I, guess? I don't think I was watching yet. That, I mean, was it UNC? It was. Very good. <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at that. Come How on. about 2005? You want to take a guess at that one? That one was Duke. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was North Carolina. Again? Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. How about 1982? Well, that's got to be UNC. Well, it is. That was North Carolina. It certainly was. Uh, Come let's on. see. Uh, Duke's got a couple in there, I think, but uh, 2015 and then 2010. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Have you ever heard of the show, The Andy Griffith Show? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Do you know what state that show is set in? I'm a guess North Carolina. That's a very good guess. <laughs> and you remember the name of the town where Andy was the sheriff? Oh, I do not know. Oh, my goodness. Mayberry. Oh! Who was Andy's deputy? Oh, oh, come on. I know it. Oh, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Starts oh. with a B. A B? Oh, I was not going to guess it. I think I'm wrong. Then. I don't know. Barney <laughs> don't Fife. Know. Barney Fife. Barney, no. Oh, Barney. Okay, oh. here's a question about Barney. Where did Barney carry his ammo? His ammunition. Do you know where Barney carried his ammunition? I'm going to say his pocket. That's right. His shirt pocket. You're absolutely right. 
Oh, yeah. What? i tell you what. You tell me what you're an expert in. I'll pull up that category. Let's see. I mean, if you were to get me, hmm. I mean, anything uh, NBA, NFL, I'm there. Um, anything NFL? Oh, yeah. I oh, think so. Oh, I who's think so. your Who's your favorite NFL team? So I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Started oh. with Drew Brees. Drew Brees was the one that got me over there. Okay. So, oh, yeah. I'll ask you this trivia question. Do you know what team your boss cheers for? Your oh, yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he yeah, is. Pretty unfortunate after last night, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just um, we'll edit that part out. Let's Sounds see. good. <laughs> so uh, who has thrown the most passing yards of all time in the NFL? That would be Tom Brady. That would be Tom Brady. What NFL team just this weekend won their second game this season? Oh, that'd be the Carolina Panthers that oh, beat the Falcons. Yes, it would be. Yeah, that was a that did not look like a fun game. I think the final score was like nine to seven or something. <laughs> it was. That was the final score. Mm. Yep. <laughs> what is the name of the Super Bowl trophy? It's the Lombardi. Wow, you are good. <laughs> what are the two conferences in the NFL? Uh, well, it's the NFC and the AFC. That's right. Where's so the, the pro National and the American? Where's the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, uh, that'd be Canton, Ohio, right? Man, you are good. Who won Super Bowl one? Uh, Green Bay Packers, I believe. <laughs> You're really good. How many rounds are in the NFL draft? Round. I want to say it's seven. It is seven. Oh, come on. You are correct. <laughs> How many games is in the NFL regular season? So I think now now it's uh, they play 17 games and there's 18 weeks. You're right. 17 games. Which two players excelled in both football and Major League Baseball? So that one was Bo Jackson. He did that. And, and I think. And there's one other. It wasn't Deion Sanders, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Come on. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Who has the most Super Bowl MVP, MVPs in history? Uh, that's got to be Tom Brady. It is Tom Brady. Which team has completed a fully undefeated season? Oh. This goes back a ways. Yeah, I, the Patriots were close, but they lost the Super Bowl. Is it, was it, it wasn't the, was it the Dolphins? It was. <laughs> it was. In 1972. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that far back. Yeah. Yeah, I am surprised. You're you're impressive here. Oh, thank you, thank you. I definitely, uh, I I do watch more NFL than I do college, but uh, but yeah. What do you do in your spare time? If you got some free time, what do you like doing? It really depends. I always love to be with with friends, though. So, and, and anytime I can be with people, I'll choose that. Uh, now, with saying that, don't get me wrong. I will watch a good movie any any time. You know, a good Netflix movie. And I'm there, but um, I love to do things like uh, we have a good disc golf uh, uh, 
I guess range close by. So I like I like going to do disc golf. Uh, I, I like you know stuff like putt putt, um, uh, ping pong, like and anything that can get me active and with people is definitely my go to. So um, any chance I can get at something like that, I'll do. Or um, you know, even like late night Waffle House with 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 some friends is always a go to for me. So just you know anything with people. So anything you want to say to the people before you get here? Because we'll release this this week, probably. I mean, I would just I would just like to reiterate like my excitement for this and that 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 truly, truly my goal is is to love and serve both the, the youth of the community, but also just the people at the church. And so um, anything that I can do even now to help serve and to help meet the needs of the community, I, I would love to do. And so, yeah, if anyone wants to, if anyone can find me on on any of the social medias and. Um, anything like that, feel free to reach out. Like I'm, I'm ready to serve and I truly believe the Lord has called me to Shady Grove. And so, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins. And if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. Dan at ShadyGroveRadio.com.